Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I hope you guys are having a really fantastic last few days of January. I feel like this month was just magical. I shared my word of the year a couple weeks back um, and it was orgasmic and I, I feel like it's the one of the best ideas I've had because this year has been amazing. I am so excited to see what the rest of it holds as we head into month two here. I actually have a fun trip with a brand um, coming up next week and then fashion week and then I might be back in Miami. So Lots of fun things. Uh, If you're not following on Instagram, I share all of my adventures and lessons and learnings in between podcast stuff. So um, would love to have you hang out with me over there. But it's been, yeah, it's been a really fantastic year. And I'm just so excited about everything that's happening, uh, especially conversations happening on the podcast. This was a really fun and special episode to record because I was actually a guest on Aurora and Kristen's podcast this fall. I recorded it right before. It was literally a couple of days before I left LA in September. And I was in such a just emotional place and state. Actually, when I met Aurora, we met at uh, M Sculpt. We were doing partnerships with M Sculpt. And I think we bonded over men dating stuff. Oh, yes, because we were both living with our exes for a while after getting out of it wasn't my divorce. Um, it was my um, last relationship, but it was her divorce. And so we were bonding over having to live with exes and how it was very challenging and um, definitely character building. <laughs> While also um, going through M Sculpt, which is not painful really, but I mean, they're doing like 30,000 contractions on your ab muscles. So it's just like squeezing in a ton of intense workouts. So it's not comfortable, <laughs> but you do get amazing results. So yeah, we were just bonding over uncomfortable things we were experiencing in life. And I ended up coming on the podcast and just so enjoyed chatting with her and Kristen, um, both just in person during our connections and on their podcast and was planning to have them back on my podcast in person. But then as you guys all know, I have not come back to LA yet and I don't know that I will be. So we decided to record online together. And what a conversation. I mean, I was just so honored to have them on and excited to have them share their wisdom with you guys. If you are not familiar with Aurora Culpo and Kristen Gaffney, they are incredibly inspiring women. Like, I just look up to them and respect them so much. Um, They are, I mean, first of all, they're both moms. Aurora is a single mom of two, and she has just been so inspiring and vulnerable sharing her story on the internet of just raising children, but then also going through her divorce and everything related to being a mom. And she's just, (laughs) I mean, their podcast is called Barely Filtered, but it's because both of these women are so brave and really are just truly authentic and real on the internet. Obviously, you guys know that was something else that I loved and aligned with with them. And then Kristen is also incredibly inspiring. She's also a mom and she has shared so many of her wins and successes in life, like being in Sports Illustrated, and walking on the Sports Illustrated runway show in Miami for swim week. I was actually in the audience, I realized, (laughs) during that show. Um, Looking back, I didn't know her at the time, but I was like, oh my God, I was actually there. It's really cool. Um, So yeah, and just there's, you can go on their Instagrams and just see all the amazing, incredible things they're up to. Their podcast is also amazing. They have very inspiring, knowledgeable guests on. And just, I think they do such a great job asking questions and really getting into the nitty gritty of topics and just talking about things that are not always talked about and also sharing opinions that might not be the most palatable or widely accepted. But I think being able to have conversations like this online is so important. I think it's important to hear both sides of arguments. Uh, And to learn how to be a critical thinker for yourself so you can really figure out what you believe and you think and create a life in alignment with that. I think that's been such a big part of my journey I've shared as well as really peeling back those layers of just 
that person and a worldview and mindset that were kind of pushed on me that I really didn't have a choice but to accept and live by. And uh, while scary, and we actually dive into this in the episode, it is so rewarding and empowering to actually strip back all those things and figure out who are you really? What do you really think? And I just really respect these women because they have done that. They have something to say because they have really figured out who they are and what they believe. And they also just really, they really set an example for women that we can do anything they are doing the hard things they are leveling up they are creating abundance for themselves and their families and they're not afraid to admit it and to admit that they want that and we dive into all of this in the episode both Kristen and Aurora share their thoughts on victim mindsets and why they have chosen even though it's obviously the harder choice to not have victim mindsets despite things that have happened to them Um, I share a little bit as well on that we talk about excuses we talk about showing up doing hard things jealousy and how it comes from a scarcity mindset because these women share so openly how anything is possible and they set the example they show themselves showing up and doing hard things I think they're actually both doing the 75 hard challenge right now and I just I resonate so much with that message I mean you guys know I also am here to share with you guys that anything is possible and you can create it for yourself so I hope you guys really enjoy hearing from them their story their viewpoints their mindset their wisdom just kind of some of the beliefs that they hold that have really supported them in getting them to where they are at now so without any further chat on my end. Let's dive into the conversation. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. I'm so excited after being on your guys' podcast a couple months ago to have you on mine. We're so excited to be here. I'm and honestly, when I was doing my preparation for you, I listened to some of your um, episodes and I'm excited to be part of this now because you really get into the some topics. Yes. And just a forewarning to your listeners. I swear I did not smoke a pack of cigarettes last night. I am a little under the weather, um, but we're here. Can't wait. We're here. And that's what, you know, I'm all about is really just showing up. We do our best and we leave the rest of the universe. It's all we can do. So amen. Really. I have so many things I want to dive into with you today, but I thought it'd be fun to start off. If you guys share a little bit about who you are, and also the purpose behind your podcast, Barely Filtered. I mean, I resonate with that because I'm all about authenticity, alignment, speaking your truth, living authentically. Um, But I'd love to hear a little bit of like your story with um, actually maybe how did you guys meet? And then how did you decide to start Barely Filtered? And what's its purpose and mission? Where did we first meet? Was it at Olivia's event at Catch? Yeah, I think so. Olivia, her sister was having an event with Express and she invited me as her friend, I've been friends with Olivia longer than Aurora. And I knew Aurora was going to be there. And I like secretly wanted her to like me so bad because I uh-huh. just thought she was so beautiful and kind of like Aww. the patriarch of the sisters. And I was like, God, I hope she likes me. I hope she likes me. But that's when we first met. And then we just started to be friends and your their cultural circle is really small, but mighty, which I love. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. We just started doing trips together. And honestly, over a couple of margaritas in Cabo, we had this idea that we both have been told that we share too much sometimes. Maybe we push boundaries sometimes and we connect over just having that unfiltered um, viewpoint and sharing and not really caring what people think. And after some discussions, we ultimately came up with having a podcast and here we are together. Yeah, I think it was also recommended by a few people, um, you know, like during COVID when there was a lot of passionate posts. I don't know. And that's a nice and, way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There was a people, people were really speaking their mind during that time and about a lot of different things. And, um, Kristen and I had an opinion, uh, uh, not the same opinion about things, but we were definitely being vocal. And I think that was one of the times when we were like, you know, people would be like, Oh, shut up. Like, why don't you get a podcast or something? And we're like, you know, maybe we will. Actually, it's a good idea to say, but our podcast, I think we thought maybe we would go a little political, but we ended up taking a complete, um, other turn and, and, and what we found that like, we are mostly passionate about together, um, that we share in common is, is like just how to live your best life, wellness related relationships, social, emotional. Um, so it's been really fun. 
I love that. Oh, that's such a sweet story. Isn't it funny when um, I've had this happen with other friends where uh, you, you know, you know them online or you know them through somebody else and then you meet in person, you're like nervous, but then the other person, I don't know if you were nervous, Aurora, but I've had it where it's like both people are nervous and then you end up loving each other. And um, that's yeah. Oh, I thought she was like strikingly beautiful. She had like this. Now I know everything about everything she was wearing. I was like, I know that pony. I know that like she had a power <laughs> pony in and, um, and I, I loved her teeth. That's one of the things I was like, she's such like a bling smile, which is so funny. Cause now I got her, I went and got the same teeth, the same veneers. <laughs> and, um, and I remember just looking at her like giant ring. She has this like big old wag ring and I'm like, Whoa, this is a wag. Um, <laughs> but there's so much more to her, you know, that, that's the, that's the thing. If you become friends with me, we all get matching teeth. We've got a couple yeah. of friends going to the same dentist. <laughs> it's so true. I've been like recruiting people just with my smile. I They're love like, it. Oh, you like my smile? Well, <laughs> go, to, go to San Diego. And they do. <laughs> <laughs> like my hair, gee, thanks. I bought it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, I actually need to know who you guys went to. I've been considering. I've been on the veneer fence. Oh my gosh. You guys, I have you been have to. years because I, for me, to each their own, I didn't want a huge Hollywood what's his name? Like Gary Buter or something like just, um, just a horse cheek leg. Like obvious, yeah. Obviously fake. I wanted it to look like, you know, like in seventh grade when kids came home, like from the dentist and they got their braces off and they're all like perfect and shiny. I wanted my teeth to look like that. And so this girl's amazing at making them look natural. She'll even tone it and like give you little scrapes so that they look natural. Her mm-hmm. name is Sarah Tridental in La Jolla in San Diego. And she is a phenomenal human more than anything. She's yeah. so at Sarah Winter Dental on Instagram, and she's like very active there. And you can see mine and Kristen's before and afters too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I love that. No, they look amazing. I had no idea. This is why I love talking about this stuff and talking about things that are maybe a little bit taboo or controversial. Like I just remember growing up, especially and looking at Vogue and these magazines, and I just thought I was ugly. And I had no idea, oh, there's Botox and filler and plastic surgery and editing and retouching and veneers and stuff. And um, I definitely was excited when I realized I don't just have bad teeth. Like a lot of people get help with their smile through veneers. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. like if you grind your teeth. Like I want, yeah. my teeth were pretty, pretty perfect before, but they were like super sensitive and I grinded them. Ground, grind, grinded. I don't yeah. know. Um, but so yeah, it's, it's like the little things that, and she can do a virtual visit. That's what I like too. So like she can visit, you can like show her your smile from across the country. And now there's this technology where like, they can like do your molds, like remote raising. So weird. I will say though, I saw a real as in uh, Aurora and I are the first to admit work we've had done from Botox to boobs, to teeth and to each their own. But I will say I saw a real on Instagram and it was it was sad, but also a good reminder of like, if you think you're quote unquote ugly or you have crooked teeth, like there is beauty in that. It showed celebrities back in the nineties and it was showing like Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler, like all these people, Angelina Jolie, all these people, everyone looks so different. Now we all kind of look the same. So mm-hmm. that's kind of shitty, but it, there is beauty in like the things that you think, like a, I used to have a gaps in my teeth and I thought I was so ugly for it my whole life. And then I became confident in it. Um, anyway, I just think like there is beauty and things that make you look different too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, honestly a, an interesting conversation and thing to talk about. Cause I, I definitely do a lot of that inner work and have worked so hard to love and accept myself. But then I also know how I do feel better when, you know, maybe I don't have a giant zit on my face or maybe when like my teeth, I just got them whitened actually. And I was just like, I was on a date and this guy's telling me the story of how he was grossed out by his teacher and her yellow coffee teeth. And I was like, oh my God, my teeth are yellow. Um, And like after that, you know, I just felt more confident, especially more confident smiling. And like, it's a fine line of, you know, wanting to feel your best because then you show up better, you create better, but then also not, not getting too swept into this, like, you know, stereotypical one like version of beauty that we're kind of sold. It's getting better, but um, it's, it's, yeah, I, th- I think as long as you just follow the rule of thumb is like, I'm doing this for me and not to appease other people, then it's, then it's all good. If, if boobs are going to make you happier then like, by all means, girl, go get some big old boobies. But if you're doing it to make someone else happy, you're never going to be happy with that. So as long as you're doing it for yourself and you feel better about it and you show up better and more confident, then that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And is it like, are you doing it to be accepted versus are you doing, cause it really is going to make you happy and, and show up better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I'm the first to admit when, after I breastfed both of my kids, my poor boobies, like I will tell you my, my whole fridge was just like filled with milk. I produced like a cow and I breastfed both of them for almost two years each. And my boobs were just like, like my nipples were like at the same level as my belly button. So <laughs> I love just wasn't I love the picture gonna... you posted. She posted. A... I had a picture of like me holding my nipples. She was and, like, holding them up. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. And they so looked amazing. like they looked like like a soup dumpling. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of boyfriend I thought I was going to attract at that time. Like fully putting that out on the internet. Evidently, I really had no shame. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I I got a lift. I got a breast lift, and it was it just made my life so much easier. Like I didn't have to like be always worried about like the like wearing a bra to like push them up. And especially since I'm like dating again, it's like, I don't know. I just don't want to show like the, a new guy, like my saggy boo. <laughs> so, totally. so it helped me find confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't like it when people shame or judge. It's such a personal thing and it really is, you know, feeling our best and we're allowed to be happy. We're allowed to do things that make us happy and um, and want to change stuff about ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's going to make us happier. It's also interesting too, because like my ex-husband, I'm just going to go here with him. He is like fully tattooed head to toe tats everywhere, but he's so like, I told him the other day that my mom's getting a little surgery. She's getting like a little lift on her neck. She's 65. The woman has like never worn makeup in her life. It's very off brand for her. Like I'm surprised she's doing it, but she wants to, like she, she wants to feel a little more youthful. And he was just all snarky about like, oh, that's so vain. Like what you, did you guys convince her to do that? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, why is that vain? But like tattooing your whole body is not vain. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good point. People like double yeah. a lot of the time. Well, cause it's like, okay. So it's okay to, this is where I get pissed off when people, cause I had somebody accuse me of having plastic surgery. Um, when I literally had, I had, I don't even think I'd done filler. Maybe I had, but I had literally Botox and she was like, you know, why do you keep sitting, you know, or getting plastic surgery? Like, I don't want my daughter to think that she has to do that. And I, I was like, first of all, there's a big difference between Botox and plastic surgery. Yeah. And yeah. thank you. that you like. Also people online are so mean. I've had comments saying like, lay off the filler, lay off the filler. Like I haven't gotten filler done in four years. Like I'm aging. I've had three children. Like your face changes 100% after kids. I've had three children. And if I have filler, I will tell you exactly where I do it because I story it all the time. When I do Adriana Lima's face. Have you seen that? And she's probably gotten so much crap. And it's like, people are so mean they think essentially if you've gotten prettier or you maybe your diets change your your face is slimming you're getting older you're losing fat in your face like there's so many different things that can be going on and so people are just crazy online to be so judgmental it's just it's crazy to me Mm -hmm. well and it's a it's a it's a double standard too if i'm like okay so you can change your appearance through wearing makeup or you can use skincare to try to get rid of your wrinkles, but you can't like do anything that involves a needle or a knife. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, you can't, can't actually work. It needs to just yeah. be a feeble attempt. Yeah. <laughs> also, what do I do to my face? Why is that affecting your life? It's not, <laughs> you have too much time in your day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, it really is about, I just think personally, like I am so happy and in such a good place. I just don't have the time or energy or desire to tear other people down unless they're like really, I don't know, like promoting, um, you know, hate online. Like if they're doing something really damaging, then maybe I'll speak up. But for the most part, I'm like, I'm happy. Like when you're happy, you don't want to go out of your way to like tear other people down and criticize them. Yeah. It's the people who are hating and bringing other people down have something sad and they're struggling within themselves because happy people don't tear other people down period point blank like mm-hmm. that's it you'll never see winners trying to hate on losers ever 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 yeah 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 and it speaks to like a scarcity mindset as well like there's some part of you that doesn't think like jealousy is really a scarcity mindset there's a part of you that thinks that whatever they have it's clear you want it but you don't think you can have it so you get mad at them for having it instead of going and figuring out how do I create this for myself 
Uh, yes, I totally believe in that. I call that like the mirror effect. Like you are a mirror to someone else. Like you are putting a mirror in front of their face and saying, they're looking at maybe you and saying like, wow, she's successful. She's happy. She's independent. She has a community she's building and trying to inspire other women and people. And what am I doing? Oh, well, I'm not doing that. So I'm going to try to bring her down. It's like, I no. I think a lot of it too is like, it's sad. And I'm not even sure if I've fully figured it out myself, but like, you really have to know what your purpose is. And everybody is so unique that like, once you found your purpose and your calling, you know, like you don't feel threatened by anybody else because you know that like, you're the only person for that job. So mm -hmm. you can actually celebrate other people's wins because it doesn't feel like they're taking anything from you because you like, you're fulfilling a job that's meant only for you. Right. Um, and that's like what I'm really trying to, trying to always carve out. It's like, what really, what am I good at? And like, what is, what ultimately can help, you know? Cause I think that's what we like the pinnacle of everything of like what we want to create for ourselves in the world is like something that's really going to make a difference. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. otherwise it's lonely at the top. Like I know some very rich people who are not really the happiest people. And then I know people who are, are, don't have a lot of money at all. that have like community and feel like they're really like really spreading some kind of positivity they're just so much happier. Um, it's hard not to get sucked into, not to get sucked into that. Cause I do feel like once you start making money and like getting in that world, it's hard not to feel like there is more of a, a kind of like a, a scarcity mindset. It's weird. It's like the more money there is, the more scarcity mindset you'll find. Have you, have you guys experienced that? I personally, I've seen very, I've seen exactly what you're talking about. And then I've seen some people who preach and teach abundance and spirituality and things. And I feel like they're setting examples of what I want because I want it all. I want to have massive impact and purpose and help people, but I also want to be wealthy and successful. Yeah. I feel like it's all about, and I feel like so much of life is this, it's like making sure and, and, you know, I've seen my parents say it, you know, with religion a different way, but it's all like making sure you're keeping yourself good internally and you're focused on the right things. Mm -hmm. Cause, cause otherwise then, yeah, it's like, I just, I've seen in myself, like if I ever am chasing something, whether it, you know, it's fame or it's money or it's a man or it's a job or whenever I'm chasing stuff, like I tend to push it away, you know, manifest. But when I am chasing what feels aligned, what brings me joy, what helps other people. Like when I'm pursuing the right things, that's when that stuff all just comes so naturally. Like you don't even have to seek it out. It's so true. And we all, we all know when we're, when it doesn't feel right. Like when, when it's something that we're just trying to fit that like square peg in the round hole and we're like, it just, it's almost there. It's going to work. I swear. And then it's like, it always comes out to bite you in the end. Um, I don't know. That's something I kind of struggle with though, too, is like, giving up on things too soon because like it doesn't feel right you know I don't know I feel like sometimes you have to also just like keep going and in order to see the results oh I have thoughts on this and maybe this is a good segue into dating because you shared okay. something on your social media that I loved that I want to dive into and have you share with my audience but um I so okay I've actually been and this kind of actually ties into something else I wanted to talk to you guys about which is being able to express your opinion authentically um, with people you love and online and have respectful discourse. Because I feel like the one extreme is people are vocal in like a disrespectful way, or they're not saying anything at all. And I think I love your podcast and you guys, because you're sharing your opinions. And also just from what I've seen from your relationship, like you guys are honest and real with each other. You disagree with each other. Um, but that has not prohibited you from having a healthy relationship together. And like, it's not blocking your relationship. Um, but my mom and I, <laughs> this is like a long winded roundabout way to get what I'm saying. But so my mom, I'll like, I'm on hinge, I'm dating. And I'll like, all these guys will be like, Oh, he's to this. He's that he's that like, you know, I have all these things to say. And she's always like, you're too picky. You're too this, you're too that. And I'm like, no, like, I believe that what you're saying, like these feelings we have are our higher self, divine guidance, whatever you want to call it. I think that those pings are definitely 
I think we need to listen to them because then every time I go on a date with these guys and I literally my last two relationships, my one, my marriage and my last relationship, I was not into them. And I listened to other people tell me they were good guys and I should give them a chance. And I, you know, everything happens for a reason. I learned what I needed to learn from those relationships. They were definitely, um, they, they were, they helped me become who I am, but I knew, I knew right away. And so now what even still when I go on dates with these with these guys where there's something that's like I'm like eh, I don't know uh, it's confirmed on the date but with what you're saying with like purpose maybe I feel like uh, it's an interesting dynamic with trying maybe content having conversations learning failing forward um yes if something doesn't feel right listen to it but maybe also yes like with what you're saying keep going so I don't know it's I've I found it's an interesting balance with like needing to listen to my gut but then not giving up maybe yeah yeah like I experienced something like that in the dating world I'm actually dating somebody now and I was feeling it, it got it it's picked up really quickly really soon and in my head I'm like this doesn't feel right because it's every like all the logic says that you know this isn't how normal like progressive this isn't how you build trust this isn't how you build a foundation you don't even really know this person um but then i like i just kept kind of like going on dates and and giving the benefit of the doubt like i feel like i can get in my own head and 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 it's my really just my anxiety and being afraid and then calling that like an intuition that doesn't feel good and i feel like it can be on the flip side too like you think your butterflies means that like oh this is the right this is exciting this might be the right one but it's like also just anxiety it's hard to know to distinguish like what is our mental health going on you know or actual like intuition sure oh totally and I, do you have an answer cuz i have, kind of have an idea on how to decipher Mine is, does the thing feel expansive or constrictive? Because if it feels expansive mm -hmm. and then there's fear and anxiety coming up, then that's my trauma or my brain just be doing its job to try to protect me. But if the thing feels constrictive or not good, then I'm like, that's probably my gut. So it's like, am I excited yeah. about it and then I'm getting this stuff or am I, maybe it just doesn't feel good altogether. I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah. Both of your thoughts on that. I always ask myself, now I can't relate to dating. It's it's been a while, but I can in like business ventures is is this adding value to my life? I always ask, is it making me money? Is it making me happier? Is it moving the dial? Whether it's my my personal brand, my own, my own ventures, like is it moving the dial in a positive way? Is it adding value to my life? If it is then I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep taking that next meeting. I'm going to build that relationship. If it's not adding value to my life and call this a selfish mindset, it's not adding value to my life or money in my pockets, then the answer is no. Or in dating, then the answer is no. Not, not to say money in a relationship, but I mean in, in a value sense. Are they adding value to my life? Okay, well, I'll have a second date. And same thing with business. I'll have a second meeting. I'll continue this relationship with them. Is it moving the dial to making me a better person and the person I want to be? Because if that person is going to help me be a better person and who I envision my highest self, then I should continue that relationship. I love that. And I don't think that's selfish at all. I think when we, when, when somebody is not adding value, I don't know about you, but I, I get resentful if I feel like it's a one-sided relationship um, they're pulling me away from the person I want to be. Um, they're just, it's boring. Like I get resentful. I'm not nice to them. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, at, I'm not in my flow where I show up better for the world and my purpose in general. I always say I'd rather have four quarters and a hundred pennies. So I believe in having quality people around you, um, and business and life and friendships, because that sucks when you, I've had friends where it's like, you start to become resentful or you feel used or they're, you know, they're using you for a certain, maybe you're connected to a certain person. You can tell, oh, now they're hitting me up or I did this and now they're supporting me. So I always, I always say I'm a note taker. I take notes very silently. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, this is my, some people might think is bad, but like when you're done, you're done. 
I don't hang on to those relationships because they're only going to, I now know they're only going to bring me down. I only want to be around people who are going to lift me up. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to look around the room and like, I have certain friends, all of my friends actually, which are very few, but when I leave conversations with Aurora or I leave a dinner with um, Olivia, I leave thinking, okay, how can I, how can my goals be better? How can they be broader? How can I be a better person? How can I grow this business? Those are the type of people you want around you, not let, letting you feel like icky or, you know, from gossiping, like mm-hmm. people who gossip about other people, like that's not who you want to be around either. It's so true. I feel like your body has the wisdom with that as well. Like you can leave a group of people and just feel like, ugh, yeah, depleted, like just that eerie feeling of like, I don't know. Like I wasn't, I didn't get anything from here. And like, yeah, yeah, like they sucked the energy out of me. Um, It's so special to have friends that you really feel inspired by just being around them. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't need to be anything special. It could be just hanging out. Um, And I think as we get older, it just becomes more and more clear, like what we don't have the energy for. (laughs) 100%, especially as a parent. You literally don't have time. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. Yeah, it gets you, I think. I mean, I, I don't have kids, but just my business growing, I definitely realize the the resource that my time and energy are. And so I'm more protective of them. So I can only imagine when you have kids that like multiplies times 10. Oh, yeah. Well, and time is money too. Like I have to make sure like if I'm hanging out with you, I'm not going to... I don't know how else to put it, but like, what's in it for me, you know, like, otherwise I'm going to go hang out with my husband and my kids and not just like selfishly, but how can we help each other, even connecting friends. And I've connected so many of my friends together to help each other's businesses grow. They have nothing to do with me. I love to see my friends connect and succeed, but if there's nothing of value, I go back to the value and I'm just going to be at home with my kids chilling, you know, like I literally don't have time, put it on the Google calendar. I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you guys are so honest about this because we've been we've been told I, at least for me the community I grew up in especially like Christianity which is very you know connected to American culture I feel like we're told to, that we're supposed to be selfless and we're supposed to but that's like that is it means that we're supposed to not think about ourselves and what we want and I don't think that's really what being selfless is. And I don't think that being selfless all the time is a good thing either. I think being selfish and prioritizing yourself allows you to really show up better for the things that are aligned and the people that are important. Um, so I love how honest and open you guys are about like, I'm selfish. I am what is in it for me. And I think we should all be like that. And I finally have stopped self-abandoning patterns in my life over the last year by starting to protect myself and value that. Like what's in it for me? is this helping me? And if it's not like, why do I feel obligated just because somebody else wants me to like, why does what somebody else want matter than what's good for me? Um, so, and those people who, who, you know, want something from you, those should be quality friendships that like, that they see value or they see an, an opportunity. They, they want to connect you because they see opportunity. Like I, I always say quite the opposite. I say your happiness is a selfish journey. You need to put yourself first, whether physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, all the boxes need to be checked for yourself so that you can show up to be a better wife, to be a better mom, to be a better friend, better partner, all the things. Because if I'm not right, how am I supposed to serve you and help you and grow grow yourself and what you're looking for out of me? I can't help you unless I help myself first. It goes back to the airplane of putting your oxygen mask on first. You know, once I'm good, now I can show up and be a rock star for you. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why our happiness and inner peace like are linked to like being good. There's a reason why we want those things. Like it's not wrong to want to be happy or to be at peace or to want things that make you happy. Like that's how we're wired for a reason. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah there's this messaging that's yeah. wrong <laughs> if we want things to make us happy or. Um, yeah. I think a lot of times we're confused about the things that will actually make us happy. We might think it's this thing or that thing or whatever, but that process of, you know, getting that car and then realizing, Oh, I actually 
don't feel as happy as I thought I would maybe for like a week, you know, that's all learning. And then you realize the things that give you sustained happiness. And I think that's like connection and, and friendships and, you know, the things that really can fill us up in the long run and not the cheap dopamine. And I am the first person to love a good cheap dopamine, but (laughs) it doesn't work. (laughs) It usually, uh, tends to take detract more from your life than add to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I've come to the conclusion of as well. Can you actually, I feel like this is a great segue into, I remember you shared on your Instagram recently that a lot of us tend to get actually attached to a person because it's a chemical addiction. It's the dopamine hits then actually because we like them. And that resonated so much for me because I have had instances where I've been so upset over a guy and I'll be like, I didn't even like him. I started dating him. and I didn't even like him. How am I so upset and like worked up about this, thinking about it all the time. And it takes, you know, weeks or months to kind of like get over that. And you explain something because were you a behavioral therapist or I was a behavior, a behavior analyst. So, um, I worked with kids, mostly kids with autism, but we all have the same behavior patterns. Um, like we, we all do things for the same four functions of behavior, which I won't get into that, but there's, there's a reason why the people who show up for us inconsistently, there's a reason why that is more reinforcing for us. So like a person who, um, is texting you in inconsistently, and they're giving you something called intermittent reinforcement that actually makes the dopamine in your brain spike more so than if they were if they, if they were continuously showing up for you. So it's kind of fucked up when you think about it. I don't know if I could say that on this podcast, yeah. but it's like our brain rewards the person who is like surprising you with good behavior rather than the person who's like day in and day out, like showing you that they're they're there. Um, and that's kind of just a survival mechanism. It's how we learn. Um, but, but you have to know that that's the kind of thing we can confuse for butterflies. Um, I feel like I was such a victim to this many times where you think that like the person that like, you're not really sure if they like you or not. And every time they give you some kind of positive, um, affirmation or reinforcement or something, it makes you feel, amazing and then you think you really like this person but then like in retrospect and it takes a long time to break these kind of cycles because our brains are so good at learning um you you like realize that like I didn't even like that I didn't even know that person it's like how are you in love with somebody that like treats you like crap you know or or doesn't show up for you consistently and it's definitely a a manipulation tool Mm -hmm. for sure so you have to be careful with that um with dating and consistency is hard, you know, especially when like I, I have ADHD, like I, and I use that as an excuse, which I should not anymore, but like, I don't always answer people consistently either, but, but I think there's a difference when like with is somebody you're dating and you know that like that person cares about you and is like that you're hurting their feelings by not responding. Like, I don't think I'm hurting anybody's feelings by not responding. I might look like a jerk, but you know? Well, and I think there's a difference between like, oops, I got wrapped up with something happening in real life and I forgot, but then you, you're like, oh yeah, I need to respond to this person later. Or they, they send you another text, like bumping it up or something like a healthy person Mm -hmm. is going to be like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. And get back to you and maybe try to do a better job. Um, but somebody who's not healthy is like, not going to do that. They're probably just going to continue like being manipulative. So like, I think there's room for, I have ADHD as well. I think there's room for like human humanity in all of this. Cause I'm also not great at texting and always have a ton of unread messages. But when somebody like reaches out again, or I see them on Instagram or whatever, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to respond to them. And like, I go and do that. Cause I'm not trying to string them along. And sometimes too, like I'm guilty of that as well. I have ADHD as well. It's our little ADHD club. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got, and I, I wasn't that bad until I had my third child. There's just so much going on, but the right people, they understand you have a lot going on. It's not like I'm sitting at home with my thumb up my ass watching housewives all day as much as I wish I was. I'm doing other things. And the right people are like, oh my God, like I have friends where I'll apologize and be like, oh my God, I'm an asshole. And they're like, oh my God, don't worry about it. I get it. And sometimes people need, I've learned people need to be annoyed. Sometimes people need to be bugged. Sometimes I need to be, have another follow-up text or 
Aurora makes fun of my husband, Tyler. He does the explanation points and the thumbs yeah. up. <laughs> By the way, I, you know, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, sometimes people need that. I need that sometimes. And then it's like, oh, oh yeah. I have to, I have to respond to this person. Mm. There's some, we're, we're in a weird age too, with, I think social media is such an amazing tool, but it's also has really been terrible for us in so many ways, because we're constantly checking that we're communicating through DMs, we're communicating through phone, through email. Like there's so many different avenues. Everyone's a business over. Everyone's got a podcast. You constantly feel like you have to be doing things. Whereas before it was like, everyone just had a nine to five and that was it. Now or everyone they were doing exciting things, but like nobody knew about it. And like, exactly. you yeah, I don't know. I just came off of a week, no phone. Actually, I did something called the Hoffman project or Hoffman process. Um, and I had no phone for an entire week and there were some withdrawals, but the biggest thing was that when I came back and jumped right into my technological life, did not giving myself any space. Like I was, I was dizzy. I feel like I'm still dizzy. Like, yeah. It makes wow. you realize just how like much our brain is being pulled in so many different directions. It's like, I went from clean to like jumping into this 2024, um, life of technology. And I, yeah, I feel dizzy. Like that's, I, that's, I was just saying that today to Tyler. I was like, is this normal? Like, I feel like I'm constantly behind or constantly like keeping my head above yeah. water. Being pulled in so many different directions is so true. I know it's a lot. It's a lot. Like what, when, when do people just like, I, don't you just want to like go into a dark room and like binge watch like four days of like the Godfather? Like lately I've just wanted to do that. I just want I think, to, like, no, we're getting old Aurora. It's like the older you get the, I, I, this is so true. The older you get, the less you want, the less friends you want, the less distraction you want. You just want yeah. like some warm coffee, a clean house, yeah laundry's done and no one's fucking bothering you like that's horrible we're so boring sounds amazing it does sound amazing right now it's i feel like this time of year too i start to get a little bit like oh what is the meaning of everything (laughs) i think we all do no i think i think you start to realize the value in simplicity i'm curious actually your thoughts or both of your thoughts, since we all have ADHD, I've been noticing this as well with my phone, where I have this like low grade anxiety that's kind of like bubbling under the surface. And if I put my phone away on do not disturb for a few hours, I just feel like peace. And I almost wonder if it like affects us more with ADHD, because it's like triggering that dopamine release, which we're already deficient on. And so it like, I don't curates like a like a being wired. So you mean you feel peace when you get it back? Like you feel the dopamine when you get it back? No, no. I feel so much peace when I, I I haven't had it for like, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. Cause I feel like it's, I feel like it affects me more and affects us more with the dopamine deficiency. Cause it's like mm-hmm. that, that, um, it's like a little bit like a, an addiction, addictive tendency. It's an, it's an, it's absolutely an addiction because I I've talked about this too. Like I work best. Like I am so unproductive when I have my phone next to me. Yeah. It's because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go check something. And next thing I know I'm on Instagram and it's been 15 minutes and now it's going to take me 10 more minutes back to get into like the flow mode. So I'll go into flow mode, which is like a flow state. I'll put focus music on. I'll put my phone on do not disturb in a different room. Cause it's, if it's next to me, it's sad. It's like that, that, like that hand to, you know, picking it up thing. It's like a, it's an addiction. So I have to put it in a different room on like on the charger in the kitchen and in order to get, and I'm so productive. It is crazy. I'll get two hours. It will take me two days. It's insane. It's a, it's an addiction for sure. We have to put it on do not disturb, or you can set a time limit. I've been doing that for an hour, which is sad, an hour and a half a day on social media. And it's been a life changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I need to do that too. I really do. Cause I feel like I, if I have my phone next to me and I start looking at something and then I look up, like I'll forget what I'm supposed to be doing next in my life. Totally. I'm like, okay, Sorora, what is next? One foot in front of the other. And then, yeah, you just get stuck in that like rabbit hole of like looking at like miniature turtles on <laughs> Instagram. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is why we're barely filtered yeah (laughs) I'm so curious is there anything you would never talk about on your podcast no I'll talk about anything (laughs) the only thing I think for me I wouldn't talk about is um like 
too detailed about my sexual relationship with my I husband. was going to say that. I knew that was what she was going to say. There's some things I need to keep private. But other than that, like, aside from that, personally, I'll talk about any subject. I will too. The only thing, the only place I draw the line, and, and I'll talk about my sex life, as long as the, my partner doesn't mind. Where I draw the line is like where other people's business start mm-hmm. bumping up against my story because- not everybody likes to, you know, air out all of their secrets to the world. Um, so unless they already have, kind of- then it's okay. I feel like it's fair game yeah. if you put it out there somewhere. Yeah. No, that's totally. True. Yeah. As long as I consent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good line. I think I I had to check myself and realize, like, oh, I'm sharing my story of my breakup and all this stuff. And I'm like, ooh, am I sharing too much like is this his personal business as well at some point so I definitely was trying to like walk that line as well and just be careful because you're right it's you know unless you have express consent like you shouldn't be sharing stuff that's also somebody else's personal business so I respect that yeah I respect wanting to keep certain things for yourself like you know some parts of your you know sex life with your husband yeah I haven't mastered that yet I haven't kept anything for myself <laughs> but my, one, of the, one of the things like my therapist I think says said to me is that like you know, you don't have to, like, you don't owe anybody an explanation, but I just feel like it's cathartic for me to like have a dialogue with people about, about life. And, and I, and I don't feel a lot of shame around it because there's always somebody else who's going to be like me too. You know, I feel that way too. Or like, I also got chlamydia in 10th grade from whatever, (laughs) things like that. Well, I think like the, the power of social media or podcasts, whatever platform it is, it's like, it's scary to talk about a lot of these things, especially on our podcast. We really do go there on a lot of subjects that are taboo or people are scared to talk about. But the second I get one message, that's like, Oh, thank God. I feel this way too. I'm like, damn, that was worth it. You know, like, cause yeah. I felt like, oh, it's almost like a voice for that person who not everyone has a voice. And that's something I've really realized, especially women. So many women are scared to say how they really feel or, or they just fall in line with their they're kind of told what to believe in or say. Mm-hmm. So when someone else says how they feel truly, it's a relief for them. Um, so that's something I've learned with the podcast and it's been really, really cool, honestly. Yeah. I wish that, so Kristen has a, a wild story and we did a recording and then we didn't air it because she didn't want to have to share other people's stories. Obviously we don't, we don't grow up in a vacuum. We grow up with other people who also make mistakes and you know maybe don't want every part of their life shared so it's hard to navigate what to share it is well that was like to your point with your breakup is we did an amazing episode about my upbringing um and ultimately led to a lot of issues with my family because it was just really intense and very detailed and they didn't want it to be shared which i i get um so there's just other ways that we can use our platform where i can share yeah. Oh, that's so tough. I've definitely been working through that as well. I'm also working on a new podcast where me and two Ooh. friends are really diving into the damage that was done to us um, through religion, but not in a way to take religion from anybody, but to kind of bring in positive psychology. And it's like, what are red flags when something's like damaging you or disempowering you or teaching you? Like I was taught codependency. Um, there, I was taught, you know, this shame cycle with motivation for myself instead of loving and accepting myself into growth, um, like all these things. So kind of trying to help give people the healthy foundation and tools to then navigate how religious or not they want to be or what, how much they want faith to be a part of their life or not. And I'm all, I'm working through like, how do I do this in a way that's not like, and yeah, it's tough, like not upsetting or disparaging to, you know, I know my parents were doing the best they could. And a lot of the people in the churches were, you know, it's what they were taught. And so it's definitely a, totally. a very, wow. Fun. I love that. That's such like a, that's very bold. And I think it's also a really nice, you know, I think it's terrible. Like my dad is one of those people who like threw the baby out with the bathwater, like he, because he had a bad experience with church and now he's like, oh, I don't like god i don't like anything to you know and and it's sad that like religion and like the the mistakes of human beings can kind of um turn people away from the love and faith and and, like you know god connection that you can have you can still have that without being tied to like a religion a religion is man-made right um and i'm trying to i'm actually weaning my kids on to like church 
Um, I grew up in a Catholic church and now my kids are going to like a, a Christian church. Um, and I didn't have my kids baptized. And so I'm kind of like taking baby steps into it with them because I really love to be connected to some kind of a faith, like a, a church, a faith. Um, I, I'm not as picky as like, I don't really care what sect of Christianity it is. I go to Zen, I, I go to like a Buddhist temple sometimes. I just like to feel connected. Um, and that's the thing, um, it's like, it doesn't have to be, I feel like with religion, like you said, Aurora, like it's man, like made by man. It's been, you're told what to do. And I think nowadays it's like, we don't like being told what to do, but I'm like, you're Aurora, like, I just like to be connected. I know there's something greater than me. And I actually saw Theo Vaughn of all people said this about religion is like, how can you not believe? Like, it's almost like a free set of parents, like just love with open arms that wants to give you love right there. Why would you not want to lean into that? So whether that's Buddhism or Christianity or Catholicism, like there's something higher and greater that loves you. Like, why not lean into that? Yeah. Um, like I'm which avenue can get you close yeah. to that? You know, mm -hmm. there's so many in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, and I think that's such a healthy perspective. That's kind of where I'm landing as well. Um, and I think maybe kind of almost circling back a little bit to like what I was starting to bring up earlier with just like, you know, being able to have different opinions from people, but still have a healthy relationship with them and how I respect you guys for that. And, and also just how you guys share your opinions. I think maybe that's what it comes down to is really like being, knowing that you don't have all the answers and, but knowing how also, cause I can relate as well with just like, that's why I started sharing my story with somebody who used to be like very involved in Christianity, shared about her divorce online. And it was so healing and gave me the courage to get out of my marriage. And so I wanted to share as well in case I helped somebody um, and made them feel less alone. And so I think maybe it's that it's knowing it's, it is so important to be honest and share your opinion, but also, and your story, but know that, you know, it's not, none of us has all the answers. All of religion is, you know, an attempt to connect to the higher power. Um, and, you know, if we can all maybe just respect each other on those journeys and try to learn from each other instead of like claim we're right. Like, I don't know. Right. And you don't have to, one of the things that like, I'm, uh, that's, it's hard for me is like, not having being able to just take what you want if, if that you like from someone and then leaving the rest like there's like a pastor that I listen to and some of the things he says I'm like oh how can you say that but some of the things he says I I think are great like you don't need to love everything that someone believes in like you can take the good and and keep that for yourself um that's just my opinion. I agree with that Aurora times a million because there's certain first of all to your point Jordan I know I don't know everything and it's the ones that think they know everything that are trouble and we need to stay away from. <laughs> I know I don't know everything, but to your point, Roy, there's a lot of public figures I love. I love a lot of the things they say. I, I understand their message, but then they say some shit and I'm like, why'd you say that? I know, it's like, you know, it, it doesn't mean like, just because you like someone doesn't mean you like and agree with every single thing they say. That would be weird. Aurora doesn't agree with everything I say. I don't agree with everything she says. Doesn't mean I don't like her. Like we're allowed to have differences in opinions and difference in beliefs. And I think once people accept that, like the world will be just a much better place. Yeah. 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 That's being an empowered person. It's, it means you're thinking critically for yourself. And so you're not freaked out by anybody who disagrees with you because you're like, okay, that's, that's them. I can listen. I can just yeah. works for me and what doesn't. Um, that's really being in your power. Yeah. Critical thinking is a lost art, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so important. I feel like honestly, it's, it's, it sucks. It's kind of like owning when you fuck up, like it sucks, but it's so empowering. Like I was just raised with this, you know, in, in a religious culture that was like, it's our way or the highway. Everybody else is going to hell. Everybody else is wrong. If you don't believe this, bad things will happen. Um, and it was so scary breaking free from that. And then it was overwhelming. Cause I was like, shit, like I have to decide what I think, but now I'm so glad I spent that time and energy figuring out what I think. Cause now I have something to say. And I like, I, I live in integrity and alignment. And if I find out I'm wrong, it's like not the end of the world. Like, okay, I was wrong. I'm a human. Um, but it's just, I'd rather take responsibility for myself and what I think and believe than, than just adopt what other people are. Cause then 
I don't know. And that's, that's great that you don't have a victim mentality from your upbringing, because I think that would be very, very easy for you to do. And, and a positive spin with your, your story and kind of alludes to what Aurora was saying about my upbringing and my family is we could have easily been victims, but instead you're learning so much about what not to do. You understood how it felt as a child and, you know, as a young person in your shoes and how you felt. And now you're going to be a better mom because of it, a better woman and a better wife because of it. 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why I respect both of you ladies as well as like you're in your power and you both, I mean, at Aurora, I know you went through a, a difficult divorce um, and Kristen, I don't know all of your story, but it sounds like you both also went through hard things and chose to not be a victim to it. You chose, I'm, and I'm curious why you chose and, or how that maybe in case that helps other people who are kind of stuck in a victim mindset, like how did you get out? Yeah, I totally believe in just not being a victim because I had every reason to, I mean, I can just say high level. I dealt with a lot of, um, within my family, drug abuse and, um, mental disorders that I had to deal with at a very, very young age. Um, some things that just said no child should ever have to go through or see or hear. So I could have easily, like, there is no reason why I should not be a drug addict or had a teen pregnancy or all these things that statistically I should have been. Um, I, I could be a victim and blame my parents or blame my upbringing, but what is that? How is that going to serve me? How is that going to give me a better life? How is that going to give me a better marriage or give a better life to my kids? Otherwise we're, it's just a cycle. And I was saying, I'm going to stop the cycle right here. So I think to, you know, your brand and your messaging is like, people don't realize how much power we really have. If you want something, you can truly do it. You can truly have it. If you really believe and you just try and you don't lean into the victim mentality and you throw that away because excuses are things we just make up in our head to make ourselves feel better about the shitty situation we're in. Bottom line, they're not real. So once you accept that and you just focus on moving forward and moving that dial, your your mind will be blown at the power that you have within yourself. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. And now preach on that. <laughs> it's a choice to focus on the future instead of the past and what you're mm-hmm. creating. Yeah, it gets you nowhere. Yeah, and that's the bottom line. It's like, what what do you want? What do you actually want? Um, and are you willing to to take responsibility for it? What about you? Amen. <laughs> what do I really want? <laughs> no, no. Do you have any any comments on also like, Kids, you know, you, it sounded like from just the bit I've heard your divorce was pretty rough. Um, and you've also, or why that. am I not a victim? Yeah. Oh, I just feel like it's so not cute. Like I want to be, <laughs> I want to be, uh, I, yeah. I mean, first of all, being a victim is completely disempowering. I, I feel like you are not setting yourself up for any kind of success. And ultimately I want success. So it's just wasting my time. And like, I know that's, that I sound, sounds like, stupid but I really do think it's just not cute to be a victim like I want to I want people to look at me and be like wow she herself up like she did not waste two seconds I think one thing I probably could work on is just like being in my feelings feeling the feelings dealing with the thing not rushing through it because that trauma is going to catch up with you do have to process it Mm -hmm. in some way um emotionally going to therapy. I've done a lot of work like in yoga, just like getting that trauma out of my my body. Um, but then, oh, it's just such a happier way of being when you feel like I got this. Um, and then, and then you can almost look at those, um, times in your life that felt like, um, you were a victim or maybe you, you know, you felt like you were harmed in some way and, and you're thankful for it because otherwise you wouldn't be as, as whole of a person, as deep as a person. Um, and I think that I'm way more interesting and cool than I was when I, but you know, when I was like 14 and like nothing had ever happened to me, I got some stories, you know, <laughs> build <a> character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, no, it's so true. I was, I actually just posted about this today. I was like, what would I tell my 16 year old self? And I was like, everything worked out. Even all the things where I was like, oh my God, the world's ending. Oh my God, I'm dying. Oh my God, you know, my heart's broken. I'm never going to love again. Like all those moments, like I I made it. I'm here. I'm fine. I'm actually happier than I've ever been in my life. I'm more stable. I'm more purpose-driven. Like it just all kept getting better and better. So it's, you know, all of it works out. It's a true testament to every, 
everything happens for a reason. And I know people hate that, but it is so, so, so true. Mm -hmm. And we're capable of handling everything that happens. Like, I think that looking back, I'm like, I got myself through this stuff. I think that's maybe what choosing to not stay in a victim mindset gives us is we realize how capable we actually are. And that builds self-trust. Yeah, you get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get to know yourself better. And like you said, it's a choice. And I think people forget in, in those moments of, oh my God, the world is ending. Oh my God, my heart is breaking. In that moment, which is also so empowering, you have the choice to, I always say, if you learned one thing, it was worth it. There are lessons to be learned in absolutely every experience we go through, good or bad. And if you can just take something away genuinely, you're going to grow. And you get growth out of this. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Watching and seeing yourself grow is fulfilling. Just like I'm sure it'll be when I have kids and I'm sure you guys feel for your kids. Like it's, it's cool to see ourselves do that too. I enjoy it at least. <laughs> Maybe I'm a personal growth. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of me. Well, on that note, thank you guys so much for taking the time and sharing your thoughts and wisdom. I'm so excited to, to have this go live. Thank you so much. Thank We're cheering you. you on always, Jordan. I know. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was such a nice talk. Yeah. Do you want to quickly just share um, where, I mean, I'll have everything in the show notes always, but just always in case when people are listening, where can people find you guys? Maybe your personal handles on Instagram and then your podcast handle. Sure. It's Aurora Culpo um, at Aurora Culpo. And Kristen is at Kristen Luell. And then our podcast is at Barely Filtered Pod. And you can also stream any of our episodes. Um, It's called Barely Filtered on Apple or Spotify or anywhere that you stream your podcasts. Yeah. And it's super inspiring, guys. I have listened to quite a few of their episodes and they always have amazing guests that share so much wisdom. But you guys also are such a wealth of wisdom and um, just amazing, empowering, encouraging things. So uh, thank you again. And I can't I can't wait to hopefully see you guys in person again soon. It's been a minute. I know. Come back or we'll come to Miami. Yeah, yeah perfect. We'll go to Miami. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Party. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.